0: Hello and welcome back to Throwdown, an action cinema podcast where we take you through every decade and every corner of the world of action cinema. I am Vaughn and I am here with my co-host Jack. Jack, how you doing?
1: I'm all good, Vaughn. How are we doing this fine weekend
0: here? I am doing great. I'm very looking forward to talking about a great, great movie today. Finally heading to Hong Kong in the 1980s probably my favorite era and location of action cinema
1: yeah it's surprising it took us this long because it feels like we're just constantly messaging back and forth about you know hong kong cinema and especially 80s cinema we both definitely gravitate towards this era, this sort of uh, this corner of action cinema and definitely the performers and the directors and the creative team involved in the movie we're talking about today.
0: Absolutely, and that movie is Dragons Forever directed by Sammo Hung in 1988, starring Sammo himself alongside Jackie Chan and Yuen Biao mm-hmm. uh, The the last appearance of all of the boys together in one film <laughs> Yeah, so those
1: that don't know the three um aforementioned uh hong kong action stars grew up together in the peking opera school under a very harsh and strict regime and a harsh master learning the art of peking opera where they learnt all their sort of athleticism and basically going through a very torturous upbringing um there is a samo hung movie called painted faces i need to see based on their upbringing in this Peking opera world oh interesting um, I think it's painted face it's not directed by Sammo Hung it's starring Sammo Hung okay. and it's, it's yeah the story of the three of them as young men going through that that world but yeah they were li- lifelong friends um, growing up together uh, Jackie Samo Samo was the the big brother in the school uh, so he had sort of the uh sort of the sidekick role to the master of the Peking Opera school and as Samo graduated from that school moved into the Hong Kong film industry as a stuntman slowly working his way into stunt coordination and um, started getting Jackie and Yun Bao their own their own sort of roles in that world and they they collaborated on a, a number of different films and this is actually the third in a sort of kind of a trilogy. It's called a trilogy, the informal trilogy of the Lucky Stars movies. Twinkle, Twinkle, Lucky Stars, and My Lucky Stars. And yeah, this was the the last time the three of them would appear on screen together. I think... I think there might have been some instances where two have crossed over again or something like that, but they basically fell out because um, Jackie wanted to do a martial arts cowboy movie and wanted to sort of patent that idea. And Sammo made a little movie called Millionaire's Express, which um, listeners should have seen that one by now because it is a a barn burner of a Sammo Hung movie. Um, and then later on did another western movie uh like kung fu western once upon a time in china and america before jackie could ever get his hands on shanghai noon and make that so yeah they (laughs) felt they fell out over that and i I think they've sort of made up over the years but this was sort of the final showcase for the three of them as a as a singular unit and you can definitely feel the the chemistry and the dynamism throughout the whole film.
0: Yeah, it's I think it's one of the best examples like I think it combines all of these different kind of modes of Hong Kong cinema in this era really really flawlessly like it is it's, all, it's also just one of like the best kind of rom-coms of that era, as well as being like a phenomenal action movie and just a great comedy in general. Like he, Samo Hung just really knocks it out of the park with the, the physical comedy, as well as the the action sequences and everything. Yeah, and it must be said as well, although Samo is pretty much credited everywhere as the director,
1: um, depending on where you look, Corey Yoon was heavily involved in the in directing sequences of this movie and very involved in the creative process of this um Corey which you, I just you, read you are gone.
0: yeah I read that I read that today which I hadn't I hadn't realized that before but Corey Yen is one of my my favorite mm-hmm. Hong Kong directors as well and so reading that I was like that makes a lot of sense why this is one of my one of my favorites
1: yeah I think uh, he used to be the credited, the sole credited director on Letterboxd, which is why I knew of it for so long, And but they're slowly introducing co-directors or additional directors as the main yeah. sort of roles but yeah, Corey Yoon's done a, a ton of really interesting uh, action stuff, we'll almost certainly cover in the future, like uh, writing wrongs with Yun Bao again um, yeah. he, he was more like prevalent in like the American industry later on like he did those I oh, did the first transporter movie with Jason mm-hmm, Statham and yeah. uh, no D- no, D- no D- dead or alive yeah <laughs> dead or alive no retreat no surrender um, and, but yeah some really fun like female cop movies like she shoots mm-hmm. straight and yes madam but yeah you can definitely feel his influence behind the camera on this as well but this is this is Samo and Jackie and arguably Yunbyo at their sort of like at their peak at their most sort of famous in in the hong kong industry as well so to have all three of them uh on screen together getting into all sorts of three stooges-esque antics and also bringing some of the most like viscerally awesome set pieces and stunt work and like hand-to-hand work Ah, love this love this movie have seen it a bunch of times um showed it to a friend like two weeks ago before you mentioned that you wanted to do it for the podcast (laughs) i was like
0: absolutely we're doing this again absolutely watching it and it's it's always a joy to revisit yeah, you can really just put it on anytime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so endlessly rewatchable. And that's like, I think what really shone for me this time was that I feel like every time I've watched it, I've kind of gotten something new out of it. And this one definitely was like kind of seeing the, the rom-com stuff come through of just like how great those little comedic mm-hmm. moments are in between. And it switches so fluidly between those two modes of like the real like, hard-hitting action scenes and these like really silly kind of three stooges like blocked sequences and using apartments to like their full use of these different little locations and that whole that whole dinner sequence is just incredible yeah
1: other than like some of the final showcase showdowns or some of the barb rules that sort of comedy of errors farcical screwball style um, sequence in the apartment with the, the dinner date and Samo being hidden away and Yunbyu coming through and they're mistaking each other and Jackie opening the door with a black eye or a busted nose and playing it <laughs> off. It's so, so funny. Really, really good. But as you said, yeah, it's sort of it finds that balance of being able to switch between like the comedy side and then move into you know the the triad esque uh, like drug investigation stuff with yeah. Yun-wo who we definitely should mention who is like top tier top tier kung fu villain in this movie with his sort of slick back hair tiny little mustache and his really sort of like creepy the ways he moves his body in his little suit um, the amount of times I've sent those gifs on Discord and Twitter of him <laughs> just sort of like stalking around or flipping over the, oh, yeah. the rails in the in the final warehouse showdown.
0: Always oh, with a cigar in his mouth. Yes,
1: a, a sort of Groucho Marx figure, which I always appreciate. But he makes such a a compelling, like almost cartoonish villain. Like he's just he's just coded as such a, a mean spirited baddie in this this '80s world.
0: Yeah, very like Eastern Condors kind of thing mm-hmm. of like that same kind of evil villain just like hanging out in the background, hiding behind his his minions while he waits before he he finally has to appear in the showdown at the very end. But yeah, he does such a great job of just being that that very menacing villain. It's like that very first scene where he appears and <laughs> that guy's begging for his life, and he's like, "All right, fine, I won't kill you," and he just has one of his minions do it instead. Just, and he's like, yeah, "Well, I didn't do it. Yeah, it's a loophole. It's a classic loophole. Yeah, I did not I didn't pull the trigger. I'm innocent. You can't." take me down for that (laughs) but yeah I love the the comedy does such a great job of it never really calls attention to itself it's it's I think that's why it moves so fluidly between Mm -hmm. those things like there's so much stuff that just kind of goes not necessarily unnoticed but it's it definitely is just like it happens and if you're not really paying attention like I love that that sequence at the very beginning with um, Jackie and Yen Biao in his apartment. Yeah, and the coolest he's apartment. He's looking for the light switch, <laughs> and it's like the the giant light switch on the wall. And he's just got this apartment where he's got like
1: this inner tube system aquarium that's got like this these fish just sort of swimming through this pipe in his apartment. It's just it's such a wild layout. I love that so much. Which has.
0: <laughs> I think maybe my favorite line in any, like, a Hong Kong action movie is when he's talking about his fish and he says, these fish are adherents of communism and these birds are adherents of capitalism. And he's like, do you understand that? And Jackie Chan's like, no, I don't <laughs> think I do.
1: Yeah, his Yumbiao's character in this is a, a real oddball of a character. They all have yeah. three very, very distinct personalities. You have Samo as this sort of, like, fake arms dealer um Yungvel as this like sort of cat burglar sort of gentleman thief also but like comes across as very sort of uh, just wild in his mannerisms and his uh, the way he delivers dialogue and then you have Jackie Jackie playing a character called Jackie Lung cuz Jackie loves playing characters called Jackie um as this uh, sort of
0: lawyer like a, a defense attorney <laughs> yeah he's they're all kind of Playing against type, Jackie's mm-hmm. kind of, kind of like not really. He's just not really a good guy. Like he's no, playing he this is, kind of mean-spirited lawyer character, and and mm-hmm. yeah, Samo is kind of this goofy rascal guy, and yen Biao is like this kind of hard. really like. He's very like he doesn't really understand he's trying to get his life together and figure things out and he's trying to kind of understand himself and he's concerned with kind of his existence in capitalism and all of these things and he sees the therapist several times mm-hmm. in the movie and he's, yeah. he's trying to figure out how to settle things with his friends. It's compare, an interesting side plot.
1: You compare the performances and the characters mainly to um, uh, Wheels on Meals, which is another very similar mm, yeah. sort of movie, and one this has like a close close relationship with. That movie is very much they're all kind of more sort of straight laced, sort of yeah. uh, they're all kind of playing a very similar like character to each other. Whereas this one right. has very three very distinct personalities, I'd say. Um, and as you say, yeah, they're all playing sort of off type. Um, Jackie's not playing like the, the sort of lovable like teddy bear figure he plays in a lot of his movies he's playing this sort of womanizing uh, sort of skilled lawyer but he's kind of seedy like there's a point at the beginning where he's hitting women and stuff and it's sort of like wow, yeah you're that's not, not rooting the... for him really no not like, really. you're, it's, it's you're much more
0: one. rooting for Sammo, who's very genuine and when he mm-hmm. starts to to fall in love with his kind of female counterpart in the in the film. Mm-hmm. And you're you're like all right, I can go for Samo. He's he's actually you know starting to figure something out here, but Jackie is, is pretty much until like the very end when the things start to turn. He's yeah. just kind of seedy and yeah, you don't a, really want to root for him. He's a bit of a douchebag
1: at the start of the movie. And you're <laughs> kind of just like, oh, if he wasn't doing all these cool flips and all this sort of all these awesome moves, maybe I wouldn't like him as much. But that's that's right. the Jackie Chan appeal. You can't really shed these characters of the performance like of the performers, yeah. like you can't watch a Jackie Chan movie and be like, who is this man? You know he's Jackie Chan, you, right. there's like that inherent charm to him regardless of the character he's playing, at least for me, every time I see him regardless oh, of the role or the character, you're like even watching that, um, that Pierce Brosnan foreigner movie, you can't take it as face value of him trying to go against these, as, as this terrorist
0: act, because you're like, no that's just Jackie Chan in old man makeup,
1: Jackie Chan right. my, my goofy <laughs> friend <laughs>
0: Yeah, so you're the... we haven't even really gotten to it yet, because this is our first Jackie Chan movie, but you're quite the the Jackie Chan expert um, around these parts. I do love a Jackie Chan movie. I went through, and I'm still pretty much going through,
1: his entire sort of recorded filmography, just darting around various, various parts of his career, including random voice acting roles like the lego ninjago movie but you know <laughs> focusing on focusing on his action work and yeah dragons forever i'd put in like the at least the top 10 top five sort okay. of echelon in yeah. terms of like action performance and the physicality on display of of jackie alone let alone Samo yun biao and the staple of um extras and the the other people involved in the cast and crew here um we'll definitely touch on benny the jet later but there are like oh, yeah. some regular shaw brothers figures and general like sort of legends from the shaw brothers era in this movie like you've got low lay making a little appearance philip quark even though this is a, a golden harvest production sort of t- taking the mantle from the shaw brothers who were massive in the 70s and golden right. harvest sort of coming in the sort of tail end of the se- uh, the 80s um, and capitalizing on on the sort of success of jackie and people like that but yeah i um always enjoy a jackie performance and always appreciate them when they're the surrounding film is just excellent as well like i'll i'll go to bat for a lot of jackie chan movies but this one's very <laughs> very easy to defend just because right it is just fantastic in in those sort of three different columns we've um we've provided there of the the comedy the the espionage and just the the route into an in action i think it, it just yeah it goes it goes it goes so hard
0: yeah, it is hard to rank it, you know, up in the in the top few of, of Jackie performances just because you've got it split between these three protagonists so you yeah, don't get definitely. as much full on Jackie, but he definitely does a, a phenomenal job when he's on screen. But it's but, great to see always the uh the Samo and the Yen Biao and yeah, like you said, Benny the Jet and Yuan Wa also doing great stuff. And because you've got these three central figures who have basically grown up
1: together and have known each other and have worked together for many, yeah. many, many years at this point, you can just like watching their scenes together where they're they're bouncing off each other and, and going through those the coordinated fight scenes, it's just fluid. It's just so natural. Sure they probably went through a bunch of different takes to get that perfect one. But the ways that their bodies sort of interact and respond to each other in real time—it is just like like nothing else you'll ever really see from these sort of movies. Just because yeah. they have that sort of brotherly connection that they they learnt the same things growing up. So it's just it's like watching like a a well trained acrobatic troupe. Some of the the skilled moves that they pull off and just ah. Oh. Uh, it, again, it just comes to mind of the the comedy of errors, um, farcical yeah. nature of the apartment sequence where they're all just running in and out of the room. Jackie's running in and out of the room, and Samo and Yunbao are fighting, and Jackie gets involved, and it's like ugh, they just keep the sp- uh, plates spinning in that
0: sequence. Yeah. Like, there's always something going on. I think like you you do build to this phenomenal final sequence in that that kind of um, like laboratory like chemical plant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like yeah. but. It is kind of the the first half where I think that stuff really shines bright because it is focused on just the three of them. And mm-hmm. you get like these very short bursts of just like little fights between those three, like when they're kind of squabbling with each mm-hmm. other. And those are where yeah. it really shines because just like you said, they, they know each other so well and you get just the this amazing fluid action that i think you don't really get anywhere else even in some of the best fights in in any of this era mm-hmm. like i think just when you've got that connection with each other it's just it, it really is an amazing to watch yeah they bounce off each other really
1: really well and then you incorporate other bodies into that realm and you have you know Jackie facing off uh, against people on the boat, that whole boat sequence I think is phenomenal. Jackie using his sort of like environmental know-how and just kicking chairs yeah. at people and flipping over railings, and it's all it's all shot in such that classic Hong Kong style of letting letting the the picture breathe, letting every moment on screen have an action and reaction, and just giving it the space it deserves. Uh, That boat sequence is such a good sort of um, environment for that, that sort of like physical action and physical
0: comedy as well. I think that's what really gets me about this, just this whole film, is like the... I feel like the set pieces are all phenomenal and they they use mm-hmm. those spaces so well, but they're not particularly remarkable on their own. Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't necessarily think, like, oh, this boat is the amazing, the, the greatest place for a phenomenal no. action sequence, but they take just this very normal kind of, like, yacht kind of thing and turn it Mm -hmm. into this amazing sequence where they're using just the little railings or like the bar in the in the ship and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and they can do so much with with just about anything and it's i think what really makes it amazing
1: it's the same with the the comedy you mentioned earlier they never really bring attention to it you never get to a sequence and you think oh this is the the big showdown this is what they're putting all their eggs in one basket here there's just a, a constant peppering of those little action sequences Even when we're introduced to Jackie for the first time outside of that restaurant, basically, after a a court case and just some of the most dynamic, fluid action you've ever seen. Kicking boxes across the floor, flipping guys over railings, jumping onto a car himself, and it's just like that, done. We don't don't think about that scene again, but it's just such a great opening. It's such a great sort of thesis statement of, like, this is what the movie's kind of going to be in terms of Jackie's character and how he's going to move across this world.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of stuff and, it, and including a lot of other like Samo films and, and stuff like that, even you get a lot of and not that it's a bad thing, but you get a lot of just like building up to the next sequence to then, you know, all right, we're going to build up to this mm-hmm. great set piece and then we're going to no- knock it down and do some amazing stuff and then we'll take a breather. And but this doesn't really ever get that chance, like you get these little bursts of action and motion and pretty much every scene and it's never like building like a ton of tension to the next Mm -hmm. thing it's just like here's a scene and it's in a restaurant and we're going to get a bunch of action out of just a couple of tables and him jumping mm-hmm. onto a car and then we're gonna move on to the next thing and then we're in an apartment and we're gonna find out the the way to get the most out of this very small space in the sequence. And here's Samo with a, a ridiculously comical ear listening device that he's gonna <laughs> listen into his neighbors and like eighties <laughs> technology is so good of
1: like like trying to get the, the bugs planted in the apartment yeah. and they're just like the most like undiscreet things you could imagine. It's just like these massive walkie talkie things. The giant <laughs> antenna sticking out of <laughs> yeah, the couch and <laughs> it's just like you will never be able to hide that but all, right. all again all the stuff in that apartment with like the, the the fake dog and the vases and stuff it's just typical like slapstick broad humor and all three of them have great faces as well they can sell the comedic yeah. beats really well with like big broad like facial reactions and things just to be like really mugging up to the camera in that three stooges like sort of slapstick style uh, another thing is, like, when you when you look at the individual sequences, it's hard to to pinpoint who worked on which bit in terms of coordination and stunt crews and right. things. But I was looking into production history, and Jackie and Samo both brought on their separate like action stunt crews. So you had oh, if, if, if Jackie was leading a sequence or if Samo was leading a sequence, you'd have these like very individual characters trying to work out so there's a sense of competition on set as to who can get the best sequence designed and and coordinated and you know the hong kong industry in the 80s there is some crossover between who's working on jackie's crew and who's working on sammo's crew at the time because they know the same figures right but there is that underlying sense of who's trying to figure out the best routine the best sequence of moves or falls or you know flips and I'd love to watch a, a whole, like, making of documentary or just, like, like hours oh, of blooper reels of, like, these guys working out the best way to fall through the boat rails or flip off through, um, that, that, like, laboratory chemical plant stuff. It's just, they, yeah, they've really brought their A game in it, most senses here.
0: Yeah, I know 88 Films has a, a 4K Blu ray of this. Mm-hmm. I'd love to, to, I need to pick that up at some point and see what kind of extras they've got in terms of, of, uh, showing yeah. what's I, I what is behind the scenes
1: yeah I, and i, I checked I've, I've just got the normal 88 films blu-ray and i don't think there's oh, okay. much in terms of behind That's the scenes stuff. a lot of a lot of interview but it's a thing like a lot of these productions didn't really film yeah. a lot of the the build-up to a production just because they think like oh this is this it's wasted film we can just film the actual right. film blah 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 but a lot of interviews and um featurettes on careers and things um but yeah, I'd love just, uh, like, every every time I think about a movie now, I basically want a Peter Jackson-style Beatles get-back four-hour miniseries on the right. making <laughs> of, like, this pivotal moment in culture I'm very interested in. I want that for everything I've ever seen, and I've been like, I want to know more.
0: Yeah, and there's definitely, there's a couple um, documentaries about this era that I've checked out, and they get, like, a little bit into some of the mm-hmm. production. It's like every little kind of nugget of, like, here's how we actually put this together is like just absolutely wild and i always want to learn Mm -hmm. more so it's definitely a bummer that there's not more yeah that that,
1: um that kung fu stuntman documentary from 2020 i think we've we've both seen that
0: is that's a really good chronicling
1: of that 60s to 80s era with some great like insight into people like yun wu ping and Choi hark samu hung all those guys but yeah something a bit more concrete and a bit more um a bit more dense that's what i want basically like don't give me the broad don't give me the broad stuff i want to get into the weeds i really want to know all the nitty gritty stuff
0: but i was just going to say what you said makes a lot of sense in terms of them kind of each bringing on their own crews because you do just once you've seen a certain amount of um cinema hong kong cinema from this era you start to recognize all of those kind of bit players and those little background Mm -hmm. actors that show up from all these different crews and i think This, maybe out of all of them, is, like, the most of where I'm just, like, every scene in the background, all, like, the little thugs and stuntmen. I'm like, oh, I recognize that guy and that guy. And so it becomes, like, a real a real great ensemble of, of great performers throughout this that's the
1: thing it's not even like just just oh sure the attention is drawn to the three central figures but they have such a respect for the film and like the people they work with that they bring on right. so many talented performers just for very small like bodyguard roles you'll maybe get yeah. a couple of minutes of screen time but the, what they do with those minutes of screen time is just phenomenal it's the same with uh benny the Jet, Benny. Uh, yeah. Q- oh, I'm going to mess this one up. Benny yeah, Okudis? Exactly. Uh, yeah, my pronunciation on yeah. um, that's going to be a bit rough. But um, <laughs> uh, he was like this uh, heavyweight kickboxer champion. And they brought him on initially to uh, Wheels on Meals, I think was one of his mm. first films. He had like this uh, crazy streak of working in the the kickboxing circuit and won like 60 fights without a single defeat. He's a really wow. like, talented athlete. And, like, how that translates to film is he just looks different. Like, just the general right. visual look of Benny is just, this guy is just a, an odd-looking fellow. So when you put him in a Hong Kong film especially, he just looks wild in comparison to Jackie and Sammo. But that the showdown in um, Wheels on Meals was their, their first sort of... Um, bout on screen together
0: one of the best fights that's just that that fight is incredible and if
1: you look into the interviews or production history on that film like jackie and benny didn't really get on and they were kind of hitting to hurt each other at some point oh, wow that <laughs> so makes a lot of sense because you watch that initial fight on wheels on meals and it's like wow this is this is really sort of viscerally good yeah so the the rematch is basically a rematch in this film although they're playing different characters like they're right. pretty much playing the same sort of roles in, in the dynamic of villain versus you know good versus evil here um but that, that fight sequence is really really strong and you have Jackie doing his sort of like Popeye superhero moment of a sort of they both like take off shirts and then just reveal yeah. vests um, but, but again you're peppering in comedic elements there where they're, they're both hitting each other and both giving like large reactions where they're shaking their fists out to keep it, keep it light and keep it friendly but yeah some of, the, some of the moves they pull off in that it's such a, such a dominant force of the film
0: Yeah, that whole sort of factory sequence, chemical plant, whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it, is... is so amazing both in in just all the action sequences but also like the editing of it because you've got so much going on all at the same time you've got pretty much all of the the main characters are kind of engaged in different fights and it's constantly cutting back between each of them and so you've got just amazing stunts that are constantly happening Samo's throwing people through windows and there's a (laughs) there's an amazing stunt where yun bao like kicks a guy and he basically oh, the folds fall. in half over yeah. it's just like crazy yeah and, like and then some you've of the, got like, like this amazing it doesn't, fight
1: none of it looks padded you can't really see many pads around oh, it's so brutal. You're just watching you're just watching dudes fall like 20 30 feet to like what yeah. must be hard concrete at this point yeah it's, it's just concrete
0: and hard like steel railings and it's it must be extremely painful these guys have been through years and years of,
1: of training to to push their bodies to be able yeah. to take this sort Stuff for our entertainment decades later, and I very much appreciate that.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I think that's also the the thing that was really highlighted in those um, those documentaries, the, like that mm-hmm. one you mentioned, is. Just how much they went through in terms of their bodies, and like at the time, mm. there wasn't really like insurance for these kind no. of guys, and no, it was no, just no. like they they pretty much just had to to suffer through it and deal with it, and the, the injuries were something they just kind of had to deal yeah, with. Yeah, like
1: that most recent uh, Jackie Chan film I covered for the Twin Geeks, Ride On, that deals with very much like you have a a crew of stunt people. And, like, yeah, if they're lucky, you might take them to the hospital and visit them because there's no insurance on set. This is very much, like, your body is on the line. If you want to work here, you can work here. If not, we've got 300 other guys lining up to do the same thing. Like, Jackie himself got that first sort of push from stuntman to leading actor because he would take on the falls and the jumps right. that no one else was, you know, confident enough to do. Just having to put yourself forward and be like, this, I genuinely might die doing what I'm about to do. Like, I could snap right. my neck easily. And it's it was such a, like, a Wild West sort of world of up-and-coming stuntmen in that, that 70s and 80s period in Hong Kong.
0: And, yeah, don't see anything like that yeah. anymore because oh, productions and- would be shut down immediately. <laughs> right, because even when you know you take a hard hit or if it goes wrong it's like you pretty much just have to keep going and maybe if you're just a background player they can Mm -hmm. you know slide someone it. It's mm-hmm. not a big deal but when you're Jackie Chan and the film revolves around you it's like that um, that great sequence in the credits of uh, Rumble in the Bronx where like he broke his foot filming it and oh, they had to put a yeah. fake shoe a over fake, it. and like like,
1: like, like painting <laughs> painting a cast to look right. like a shoe or something and it's like oh god just take a couple of weeks off and he's like nope we gotta get this on time and under budget. Which is yeah. crazy because it's it like is. you
0: see it in the credits and it seems so obvious but you never really you notice it not. when you're watching the film at Absolutely. all. Absolutely
1: it seems and you look at yeah. The, yeah, you look at that blooper, and you're like, well, that's the most obvious fake foot I've ever seen in my life. But because of the nature of the action and just how right. he can move
0: his body and how in, in control he is of his movements, he can hide it so well. Uh, anything else to say on, on Dragons Forever for now?
1: Um The only weird thing that I, I found for the first time was the, the name of this movie in Japan was called Cyclone Z or Cyclone yeah. Z. And I I don't know what that's meant to be refer. Is that the the drug that's being I, shipped I around in the movie? I don't know either.
0: I saw that either when I was looking at some of the different mm. cuts and stuff of yeah. it. And some of them were labeled the Cyclone Z cut, and I was like, what? I thought that was a, Z. A, a, a very <laughs> cool thing to n- name it, but I don't really understand the reference
1: there. But no, uh, Dragons Forever, just one of my one of my favorite films from this era. It is just consistently entertaining, and it is a, a fantastic blend of elements. I always enjoy that sort of uh, farcical Stooges slapstick with just perfect like coordinated action and stunt work. It's just it's a miracle. It really is. Yeah
0: one of my one of my favorites I'll I'll just keep coming back to it I think mm. it was one of the the first kind of early on in my my hong kong action journey one of the first that i mm-hmm. came across i think uh, we watched it with our friend cormac and just yes, like we had, a, it, had yeah. a blast watching it um just yeah love this movie colorful brilliant action love all of the fits are awesome great <laughs> oh costume yes costume design in this i, I would say All-timer that stuff. i think i think
1: wheels on meals uh, like just peeks it out in terms of the the 80s looks that they're rocking in that movie they're going to discos and stuff in that oh but, yeah the that sweet oh, pastel trio yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's there's such a fun like trio of performers like yeah. the Three Stooges analogies put aside. They are just such a fun little um little unit to watch, and it's a shame that they didn't work together really after this because like
0: oh the films we could have had. Uh, yeah, it is it is a shame, but we will definitely be back to talk about mm. pretty much everyone in this film I'm every sure, single across one involved, various different down movies, to yeah.
1: uh i don't know like some of the the bit part players that we didn't even talk about like crystal quark like she plays jackie's assistant in this and in her own right she is just a fantastic action performer um but yeah we will we'll be back to talk about this whole realm in
0: some in some regard oh yeah there's there's an endless amount of hong kong action for us <laughs> but, to talk yeah. about and we will be back to it but Jack, what are we going to be talking about next week? It is your pick. Next week for my pick, we're going to go Back Under the Radar.
1: And I'm picking a, a film that Vaughn's not seen before, but it's from a director you're relatively familiar with. So this is going to be Cold Harvest, directed by Isaac Florentine. And you, you've seen a couple of his movies at this point, I think
0: yeah I've seen quite a bit of Isaac Florentine mm. I'm I'm a big fan, great DTV action director, love yes. US Seals 2, love the ninja oh, yes. movies oh, so. we'll definitely be talking about uh,
1: all of them basically on the next episode <laughs> but Yeah, Cold Harvest, it is available I think it's on YouTube, don't tell anyone, um, there is a copy on YouTube <laughs> if not, I've, it is is floating around on places, so if you want to watch along with us, it is a sort of post-apocalyptic martial arts western, that's how I'm going to pitch it to you <laughs>
0: Um but yeah, we will see you on the next episode. You can find us all around the internet, letterboxed x slash twitter, twitter. blue sky, find <laughs> us, find us wherever you want, and we will be talking about action and we will talk be talking about all kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. Head over to the twingeeks.com for more podcasts, more coverage, recent releases, everything you might be looking for can be found there. And we'll be back next week with Cold Harvest, directed by Isaac Florentine. See you then, okay? See you then.